This is Viterbi Voices. Coming to you from the University of Southern California Viterbi School of Engineering. We're here to give you the inside scoop about research, classes, student life, and so much more. All of these shared from our students, faculty, and other members of our USC community. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back into another episode of Viterbi Voices, the podcast. I am one of your hosts. My name is Paul Ledesma. I'm the Executive Director of Undergraduate Admission at the USC Viterbi School of Engineering. And hi, everyone. My name is Emily Powis, and I'm a senior studying biomedical engineering. And joining us is no stranger to the podcast. Stephen, why don't you introduce yourself and uh, let everybody know uh, a little bit more about yourself. Yeah. Hey, everyone. I'm Stephen Lewis. I'm a senior studying mechanical engineering from Orange County, California. All right, Stephen. And you bring to us, uh, I, I, you know, I think it's a very common thing at USC. I think maybe people have heard about it here or there, but it's, I think it's pretty unique as far as colleges go. But you bring us a podcast about a really cool class at USC. Why don't you tell everybody about what they're about to listen to? Yeah, no, so it was a really cool uh, class that I just happened, like, I, I heard about it, maybe, like, freshman, sophomore year, some of my friends took it, and I finally had space in my schedule for a sailing class, so essentially the class, uh, you learn about the fundamentals of sailing and ocean safety, and then you actually go on a, a one-day sailing expedition. Now, remind me of the actual official title of the class, it's not sailing, it's... Um... Yeah, it is uh, not NAUT, nautical, 301A nautical like nautical what is it something else not it's like nautical science nautical science that's what it is nautical science uh and, and it is a uh, a very cool class a very unique class mm-hmm. where you learn all about sailing and uh i don't think there's much more we, sh- we should say about it other than <laughs> let's just get straight into it steven you can take it from here and uh, let everybody know uh, about your guys' experience in uh our sailing class Hey, Gianna, how's it going? I'm good, Stephen. How about you? Doing good. Enjoying my time after break. And um, why don't you go ahead and give yourself a, a quick introduction, just your name, major, hometown? Yeah. Um, well, I'm Gianna. I'm a junior studying computer science games, and I am from Phoenix, Arizona. Awesome. All right. So the, the first thing I kind of just wanted to start off with was like, you know, we, we take, we're, we've taken the sailing class uh, last semester. And I guess the first thing is, like, as an engineer, were, was it easy to fit this into your classes? Was it something you thought you were going to be able to do? Yeah, I kind of, um, looking back, I always try to schedule a t- fun two unit each semester to kind of break things up. Some semesters, it's not possible. Um, and I just have to kind of, you know, make do with what I got. But this semester, especially, I just had the open room and it was between that and like ballroom dancing or something. And uh, I thought, why not? When else am I going to get a chance to try sailing? So it actually fit in pretty well. The class isn't that demanding, at least time wise. So that's the thing with an engineering schedule is just limited time. Um, and I think that's what made it more doable is that, you know, it wasn't taking up a huge amount of my time and I could just really fit it right where I needed it. Yeah, no, I totally, I totally agree with that. I think it, it was probably one of the like 
first semesters where I truly had time for like a fun class because previously I took some minor courses and whatnot. Um, but it was just there was space in my schedule. This semester is kind of the same thing for me as a senior. Um, and yeah, I just thought sailing that sounds that sounds cool. I want to learn how to yeah. sail. Um, so yeah, no, I agree with that. Um, and yeah, kind of moving a little more onto the sailing matter. What was like, could you kind of just give a rundown of how the class structure was? Like, were we like, were we out there the entire time sailing? How much were we actually learning and all that? Yeah. Um, I really did not know what to expect. I don't know about you, Stephen, but I know coming in, we were given like zero information. So I was super confused. I showed up the class. It was a, a Monday night lecture for three hours. Um, and the professor said that he's like, okay, we're only doing five uh, actual in-person lectures. So um, it's just once a week for three hours. And then after week five or you know week six, if we have a holiday or something, um, then you don't meet anymore, which I thought was interesting and also kind of nice um, because I got my Monday nights back. But you, he basically just gave us all the info we needed, the terminology, um, kind of info on charting and navigation and just all of this kind of broad sailing knowledge and I'm and I'm not gonna lie it was a lot <laughs> he kind of he kind of threw it all us and then we had one Sunday morning where we went down to the port of LA and did a dockside demo as he called it and you just go see the boats and that was that was pretty chill once again just kind of in-person learning which was really cool um not just looking at diagrams you were actually like looking at the boat which I really enjoyed and then you signed up for a two-day voyage one night type of thing um and that was the I guess that was the biggest you know, quote unquote time commitment, but that way even in and of itself was pretty chill. Um, and then the final, we came back for that. It was just a regular final, like any other class. Um, so yeah, it's, it's structured kind of interestingly in that way, but for the most part, it's just lecture, doxy demo, voyage. <laughs> no, I agree. No, I actually, I found the lectures pretty cool too, because it was really yeah. just like that very basic level of like telling you about like seamanship and navigation and all that and like it's kind of interesting now when I'm in a port or I'm like on a boat or something I'm like trying to pay a little more attention to these things I, I'm just remembering like all the the buoys and the number call outs and all those types of things I'm like yeah this is kind of like it's kind of cool general knowledge to have like even if you aren't getting more into sailing like just having that general general knowledge I feel like is kind of useful I was actually even watching uh I know we were talking before this about movies and stuff but I watched the aviator which is just about like planes and they still use starboard and port side on airplanes and I had no idea I was like oh Wait, I didn't know cool. that yeah <laughs> that's so fun honestly I've done the same I feel like it's good info to know so that you don't seem stupid <laughs> like one day where you're just if someone says something like I don't know I always kind of felt stupid about the water and like boats <laughs> so now it's kind of nice to just be like oh yeah well I know what type of mast that is <laughs> like main mast foremast aft <laughs> all the directions yeah but even yeah in shows too I guess I've realized yeah port side or port starboard like oh my gosh <laughs> and reading a map honestly I we all I mean I don't know. I'm a Gen Z kid. I rely on GPS and I know my streets and stuff, but I don't know. We've never really had to read maps in that way. And I certainly hope I never get stuck in a situation where I have to like rely on a compass or something. But if we do, <laughs> we're fully prepared now. Yeah, no, that was actually probably one of the like 
most useful things I, I thought that we did when, like, essentially they gave us, like, this short lesson while we were on the boat about kind of charting where you are based on a map and using a compass and looking at major, I guess you could kind of say monuments, like um, peninsulas or something like that that you could easily see. And we were able to chart, like, exactly where we were in the middle of the ocean and which way we're heading and all that type of stuff. And that was... That was pretty cool. I'm like, now, now if I'm ever lost in sea, at least I'll have like, like I, I feel like a lot of the things is like basic survival preparedness. It's like if something ever terrible happens to me, I'll have some basic navigation skills. <laughs> Maybe something will come back to me. Not to mention, we did when we had to do that on the sailing voyage, like chart and everything. It was, it was like one a.m. <laughs> Yeah, we were we did it while tired and groggy and like barely any light from our flashlight. Yeah, that was, I, I'm pretty proud of that. That was pretty good. Yeah, no, I yeah for for those of you listening, essentially what they did was on our night aboard, um, we signed up for these time shifts essentially to make sure because we were just floating in the ocean. We were we were anchored down, but just due to the depth of the anchor, you could really float like a good distance. So we just wanted to make sure we wouldn't get too close to any landmass. So they had us, all the students wake up between like, I don't know. I think they started it at 11 PM until like 6 AM or something. You would sign up for an hour time shift that really turned into two hours. Cause they had you teach the next students what to do in order to make sure everything is, safe for the night um so essentially we get woken up like we were like sleeping all comfortably and then it was like 1 a.m and we get waking up and then we're brought over to do some charting of our position relative to certain lights um out kind of in catalina island um and then after that, we we checked what was it the that the anchor was still in position, right? Yeah. And there's one more about that. Just, <laughs> that our light was on to so other boats would see. Was that the last thing we had to do? I think so. I think there was like two methods of looking at like some of the um, uh, navigation controls they had at the um, like the steering uh, oh. wheel. They had a lot of a lot of different numbers and everything. They're like, okay, look at. I can't even remember now. I feel pointless. I feel, I feel pointless now. But I'm like, there's, there was so much, especially because we were tired. It was kind of funny. I, I feel like one of them was it, making like, sure the pressure was still good. I don't know. That's it. Like, and it was on... checking like air pressure too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, so they had us do all that, and then it was like we finished our hours too. We we woke up the next group, but then we had to like stay out there and like tell them how to do everything. And then that essentially it's a huge like liability. <laughs> <laughs> well, I should not be teaching another student how to do this at two a.m. I I barely knew it when we were doing it, but I mean there were I think what there were actual crew members out there. There's there's the there. crew members. They they were making sure everything was actually okay. It was just yeah. more of like an experiment on us to see how well we could process and learn and teach all in the matter when you're barely awake to simulate how it'd be if we're aboard a ship and like in the middle of the Atlantic, just hoping for the best. Oh my gosh. That whole trip was, it was so fun, but it seems like a fever dream now. It's so funny. Really? I, 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 I totally, I totally feel that. Yeah. 
it was so it was so fun though like honestly when I knew getting off of that boat I mean I think the other reason it was kind of a fever dream to me was I got one of those sea uh sickness patches that the captain recommended put it on he said put it on the night before we were supposed to leave so I did and I woke up and I felt and I was like okay am I really feeling this or am I like just faking it you know and I felt a little different walking um I don't know if I ever told you this Stephen but um the second day of the trip, like I'd had on the patch for about like, I don't know, like two and a half days by that point. Um, and we got off the boat and I took it off and oh my gosh, it helped so much. I didn't feel sick at all. I felt so good sleeping. Like it was great. I, I would do it again in a heartbeat. However, this is what I don't know if I told you. I genuinely lost my nearsightedness. I'm already blind. Like I can't see far distances. So nearsightedness is all I've got. And I woke up the next day. And I couldn't see anything like within, I'd say uh, up to two inches. I could only see two inches. And like, that was it. Everything else was blurry. And it was this, oh my gosh, it was the weirdest thing. I freaked out. I texted my parents. I'm like, I'm blind. This is it. This is how it goes. Like, I'm, And I realized it was a side effect. I looked it up and it was a side effect of the patch specifically. Yeah. It said like blurred near vision. And I was like, thank God. But you know what? It didn't, it took a week. It took a week for it to come back. Oh my God. I genuinely, yeah, I couldn't. I looked like, you know, like a, like a, you know, a mom out here texting, you know, with my hand a whole two feet from my face because I couldn't read anything. So did you just have like a solid, like three feet of vision between like it being two feet away and five feet away, essentially during that period of time? During that period of time, if I didn't have my glasses on, there was no part of my vision where I could just see clearly. Usually when I'm like, have my glasses off, and I look at my phone within, I don't know, like a half a foot. I can see everything very clearly, perfectly. Like everything's good. And then when I put my glasses on, when I had the weird vision stuff going on, I had to hold it pretty far out to get any distance. Like then I became farsighted and I had to rely on like looking far distance. <laughs> it was bad in class. Thankfully, I like I stuck to the back of the room for the first time in my life. <laughs> It was, I would totally do it. This is not an anti-endorsement for this. Definitely worth it on the boat. But afterwards, it was a trippy experience. So you you would still put it on again in hopes that the totally. not getting seasickness is greater than after effects of not being able to see. <laughs> Temporary blindness was <laughs> worth it because there were kids who, I remember there were a couple kids who were sick. Yeah. And yeah. they weren't having a fun time. And I genuinely was vibing. The whole, I don't know. Did you, I don't know. Did you take anything? Were you completely fine on your own? Yeah, I was completely fine. I think, I don't know. I, I, I don't know how much it is like being used to it and how much it is just like who you are or genetic or something. Because yeah. like, I, I remember just growing up, like my, my uncle had a boat and I like went on it like a few times. He took us like rafting, which was a lot of fun. And just like throw threw us around all over the place, um, and I never got seasick then. So, but it was a long time since I've gone on a boat, like a solid five years. But I'm like, yeah, like I'm not gonna do that. I'm fine, and I ended up being fine. So it worked out for the best. <laughs> That's good. I feel like I was just like not willing to take any chances, but I feel like a lot of people were totally fine, except for a, and we had really calm seas. Yeah, yeah, for. Like, for the people For that get seasick, like they must have, like they must be hypersensitive because yeah, there was. I guess I guess the funniest thing that we should let our listeners know is there was no wind our entire sailing trip. 
not we used the engine no sailing boat has an engine typically they said but like or like has a backup engine or something but the whole time we did we did all the sail stuff didn't we but for nothing Yeah, yeah, they they were just like essentially because they're like, well, we took took you out to learn how to sail, so we did the, we un- unfurled the sails, we learned tying the knots, securing the rope or no, not ropes, it is um, line lines. If you Come ever say rope on a ship, they will be like, you're not a sailor. So remember, you it's don't know what lines. you're talking about. Uh, <laughs> so we secured the lines. Um, and the, the sails were all open and stuff, but there, there wasn't any wind pushing it. So they were just kind of flapping around, not really doing anything as we moved. (laughs) I forgot about that. That was pretty funny. Yeah. And we spent a lot of time on the, these sails. And uh, I remember so much time. Did you end up climbing up the sails in the end to like tighten it? To tie them up? Yeah. Yeah. No, I did that the, the night when they needed to tie them up for the night, um, we were able to climb, you could climb the mast during the day and you climbed to the first, the first spot, which was just kind of like, look out and you could see things and you could still access part of the sail, but then you had to keep going further up the mast. I mean, how tall would you say that first part was? How many feet would you say? I'm really bad at gauging that. Oh, um, like 20. Yeah. I feel like it was something like two, two stories high, maybe two and a half. Stories yeah. High. Okay. Yeah. So like 25, 25 feet up or so. Um, 25, 30. Yeah. And you climbed up there first with no harness clip-in. So you're just like on this rope on the side of the, yeah. like or netting, I should say, um, off the side of the boat. So if you fall, you're falling onto the deck, you're falling into the ocean. Um, I would prefer the ocean. And then you clip in once you get to the top um, and then you're totally fine. But I think the scariest part was at night when they had us furl the sails and, you know, time up and everything, we could go higher. And then there was a portion where you're, Oh my goodness, you're a solid 45 feet in the air. I, I'd say, like, I, I'm pretty sure. Um, oh my goodness. And um, I love heights, honestly, so it was really fun. But there was a point where you have to unclip and you're completely unattached to anything. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, and that's when I was like, oh, this is slightly dangerous. Um, and then there's a portion where you're standing on basically like a little um, uh, tight wire, like tightrope type of thing balancing on it with your feet and then tying up the masts or the sail sorry and that's when I was like I'm gonna lose my balance and I think that was clipped in but like I don't know you're still pretty high up so that was really cool but also I don't know I I'd probably do, did you get a chance to do that Stephen? I, I didn't I only did the free climb up I didn't I didn't end up I was kind of looking at it I'm like I don't really feel like doing this and then I decided not to do it <laughs> you know if you're any hesitation once i was up there i was having a good time but then when it came to come down i was like oh (laughs) this i can't think about it i just gotta go down hey y'all sorry for the interruption but i wanted to let you know that we have a number of campus visit programs available to you right now. If you want to check out what campus is like, if you want to learn more about the Viterbi School of Engineering, go to viterbi.link slash visit. That's V-I-T-E-R-B-I dot link slash visit where you can learn about our Viterbi visit experiences that happen on most Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. We have some virtual events that happen on occasional weekdays and occasional Saturdays. Plus, we have some transfer virtual admission sessions where you can learn all about how to get those courses ready for transferring. We want to meet you. We will have lots of 
opportunities to do it and it's happening all summer long, but get your registration in now at viterbi.link slash visit. Hope to see you soon. Yeah, no, I, I, I remember too. Yeah. The, the, this, I think the sketchiest part is when you're like going backwards and you're just not clipped into anything. And it's just, you're just like, well, hopefully yeah. my feet keep landing on the right, like rungs of this ladder rope ladder thing. <laughs> yeah. No, you're just, you just don't think about it. And then you're down you're like, okay. But then you look up again you're like, oh, I was up there. <laughs> Yeah, no, that was that was definitely that was a a fun part. interesting thing. Um, yeah, do you also want to run down, I guess, like I, we've kind of been talking about it in bits and pieces, but kind of like everything that we kind of went through while while aboard the, the ship? Yeah, and definitely fill in where I forget because I, I probably will forget pieces. But like I know we started, um, you go to the Port of L.A., um, <laughs> we got lost trying to find oh, gosh. it. That was so we bad. We almost didn't make the boat. Do not trust Apple Maps. We're like we were just given go to this place, and there was like no was other like, information. So we we're like, all right, we put it, it in like Apple. First seventy eight or something. We're like, okay, great, but like you can't find that unless you know the port. Yeah, <laughs> we, we were taken to the port of Long Beach, not the port of LA. <laughs> oh my gosh, that was so. It, you know what? It worked out. We were fine. We we're on the boat, but for a portion there, I was like, well. <laughs> We tried. Yeah, we're gonna miss it. We're gonna miss it. (laughs) We were fine. Yeah, so we got there. We actually had plenty of time. I think they just told us an early time to scare us. And then, um, our boat. We were lucky. We had two dogs on board, which was really fun. So we hung out with the dogs for a bit, and you kind of just are um, waiting for them to set sail. We started off with some easy map navigation. They just had a map out on the big table and the um, in the jacuzzi, as they called it, this little like sitting the jacuzzi. Table area. Oh my gosh. They kept that made me want there to be like if I it ever own a boat, be- I'm gonna figure out a way to have a jacuzzi, a real jacuzzi inside it. And it's right like, on deck. Hey guys, let's gather in the jacuzzi. <laughs> and actually get it. Yeah. And it was I mean it was slightly chilly at the at the beginning. It wasn't too bad yet. Um but yeah, so we just did some navigation real quick with two of the instructors, and then they split us into groups and took us around the boat um, and kind of told us like where we, you know, which what sails were connected to which ropes, like which or lines, sorry, and which lines connected, um, like needed to be tied, which ones we would be doing, that kind of thing. And then we set off and they split us into three groups. One was doing navigation, one was doing systems check, like boat check. Um, and then cleaning the deck, I think. And then another one was going up the mast. Um, so the group that was doing like navigation and steering, um, they were up by the helm and they were like actually getting to steer, which I don't think we got to do, but we got to see it, which was cool. Um, when we did the systems like boat check thing, we just basically went all around the actual vessel. Um, we went down to the engine room and to the um, it was loud. It was loud there and hot. And um, it was just interesting to see the actual like mechanics of the boat. Um, and then we had checked the anchor, I think. We did a whole kind of spec, you know, spec look. And then um, navigation, same kind of thing we did in the middle of the night that we talked about where they just had the map out and they had us charting and figuring out, okay, where, what's our um, heading? Like, where, where are we trying to go? Are we on the right heading? Looking at like the, the landmarks nearby. Um, but, and then for a while, was, then they need to like, okay, the sails need to go down. So everyone needs to go help tie up a line or loosen a line or, um, and then cleaning the deck. I remember that they just started 
hosing down the deck and just if you were if you were in the way you got yeah you, you're getting hosed down yeah <laughs> <laughs> i was not prepared i was like okay <laughs> thank you um didn't know we we're getting showers and then uh that's when everyone started to get cold i remember mm. i don't know about you but i i packed like tons of layers so i was bundled up and then i remember everyone just trying to like huddle and stay warm um for a portion <laughs> which was kind of funny it was also kind of a foggy day wasn't it so we didn't have a ton of visibility um but that just made it feel like we were kind of floating in the middle of nowhere which was kind of cool yeah um it really felt like we were on the ocean didn't it yeah no it was pretty cool no i and also with the i did not pack enough layers like i got cold and especially in the middle of the night like i was nice and toasty i have like a really warm sleeping bag and then had to go back outside where it's freezing and windy and i was just like this is like i just want to sleep like <laughs> that really hurt i'm not gonna lie except they gave us the option um at night they said we could sleep on deck in our sleeping bags or below deck um in the bunks and everyone at the beginning was like oh i'm gonna sleep on deck and then no. by the end when it came time to sleep everyone's like i'm freezing so we uh, I, I stayed on deck actually because I was like this is kind of sick I'm pretty warm because I packed like ski layers like yeah. you know like the base thermals and stuff yeah, that's what I like I wish I did that I I was like oh, I don't need that stuff I'm fine right <laughs> this is the first time I'm like good thing I overpacked with this because I finally used it all <laughs> but um yeah so I was already on deck but I was really cozy I was feeling good it was I honestly got the best night of sleep I'd had in, like a month on top because it was just there's just something different about like your rock, slightly rocking. I enjoy the rocking. Like it just, it was nice. Sleep. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So then, you know, night came, Oh, we had meals, you know, they gave us meals for dinner. They were pretty good. It was like pasta, big, big buckets of pasta. And they gave us hot chocolate and fruit for breakfast, yogurt, things like that. Um, which was great. Honestly, I was pretty surprised that I was just going to be like turkey sandwiches and that's it. Um, but yeah, so then the next day woke up and it was, we got into Catalina Island, but we didn't actually dock or anything. We just anchored off the shore. Um, and then we headed back to Port of LA to get there by, we got back like mid-afternoon probably. Yeah, yeah, mid-afternoon is probably pretty. Just kind of did the same routine as the day before, cleaning. It was a lot of cleaning. Um, that's the one thing I learned. I just do a lot of cleaning there. And then um, it was a lot of like, you know, tying up the lines making sure everything's set like you can go up the mast one more time they also had that i don't know, I don't know what it's called the netting or ropes it mm. wasn't line because it was you know that was a, under yeah, the um i don't know what it was called but it was just at the front of the ship just this i if it kind of seemed like a safety net like if in case yeah. you're gonna do something over there if you fall there's this net they're just like you chill over there so you just i just go in the net yeah so we were just hanging in the net for a period of time on our way back it was pretty fun didn't a girl a girl dropped her glasses in the water did she i i missed that she was, part she was in the net because i asked her I'm like oh where'd your glasses go she goes in the ocean oh i think i do remember that girl i just i felt so bad mm -hmm. yeah no i mean the day kind of went oh oh we saw so many um dolphins remember Oh, yeah, there was dolphins saw... on both sides of the ship oh. kind of just riding the wake. It was really cool. That was really cool. And they were jumping out. 
I, I don't know. There was a ton at one point. I don't, I've never seen that many dolphins in my life, let yeah, alone at one point. Yeah, it felt like hundreds. Like, there was hundreds of dolphins. Yeah, it was a true pod. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they, they did that twice for us, I think. Just kind of along the ship and then nearby. Which is crazy. No, that was I cool. Think... Also, we saw bioluminescent um, water, which was pretty cool. Was... Yeah. At night, the one of the crew members, he, like, just got a bucket of ocean water and, like, spun his finger around, and it was bioluminescent light, which was... They had, like, all the, like, algae and the different fish that would glow, too. Yeah. That's yeah, so no, cool. if, when the... Oh, yeah, that's why we saw a bunch, because there is, um... I think there was a bunch of seals around us, and... That's right. They kept jumping, like up and down the water and as they moved you would kind of see like a trail of like blue light following them which was really cool so cool yeah oh gosh i totally forgot about that i know then we, we picked up a random um it looked like a little blow-up rescue boat type of thing you know just like a lifeboat oh, yeah. and that was slightly concerning because no one was in it um and it was just the boat so we're hope we were i think they sent out a message like to all nearby boats and we're like if you see someone in the water like we found a lifeboat with no one in it but it looked like it just got loose of a boat like yeah. there was nothing in it to seem like there had been someone in it so it just like slipped off the the actual deck of a boat yeah no i think that's that was exactly it or it was like because it was just like some canoe raft looking thing that just like yeah. Probably like my guess is it came from one of the camps in Catalina and just floated away or something that's like just got unattached or something from whatever wherever they hold all that stuff. That's what I think. So that would make sense, honestly. And that was the big like event. I don't know. There wasn't anything drastic or dramatic that happened. I mean, thankfully, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Because that would have been kind of nerve wracking. Yeah, no, there is no, there is no actual man overboard. They did some drill where they threw a buoy overboard and then like we pretended that it was a person or it was like a basketball. I don't know. Something weird like that. Um, I forgot about that. <laughs> but no one actually went overboard, which I was kind of surprised. I thought it would have happened. <laughs> Genuinely, I thought so too. And I have to say, I I really didn't like, I didn't think about the other students we'd be on the trip with. I didn't think about it much. I just knew that like I was going to be on it with you and Paul was supposed to be on it with us, but then he, they didn't get his COVID test back to him, which sucked. Um, but um, all I know, I, like, I remember is just everyone was so nice. Uh, genuinely, like, I think it was the nicest, just wholesome group of people where everyone was like, oh, we're stuck in a boat for two days. Might as well become good friends. And then, you know, like we might not see each other afterwards. I ran into a couple of them, which is pretty funny, but um for the most part, just like everyone was willing, they wouldn't have their little groups. Everyone was just talking, wanted to talk with everyone else. I, I really had fun with them. No, I, I totally agree with that. I'm, I was like thinking about it and I'm like, the only other experience I could really relate to this experience on this ship is kind of like welcome week when we first got to USC. And it was just this time where everyone is kind of new there. Like, maybe you know your your roommates like a little bit better or you had a friend from high school that also is at the same university but it was that same type of atmosphere where it's like everyone's here just to meet people and you're just like walking around talking to some people becoming friends with these people and then like 
later in the day you're over here talking to these people and it's just kind of this very friendly time where everyone's just kind of like there to hang out and it was like just like emphasize more when you're stuck on a boat together with a lot of downtime and nothing really specific to do no one was on their phones i thought that was kind of the coolest part like everyone was just there to like hang out like no one was there like on their phone the entire time even though i think we had signal most of the time it was just didn't feel right i guess no honestly i don't think i like really even thought about work that i had to do i was like you know what i'm on a boat like there's only so much you could do and i think you're right i don't don't remember anyone really having their phones out except to take pictures yeah um which was fun and then yeah i hardly looked at my phone because i didn't even have to charge it i remember and then um you just kind of, yeah, you floated around. Welcoming is a good explanation for it. I was thinking like summer camp too. Yeah, you know, I, was like that. I was like scout camp or something. Yeah. Like, kind of just this this time where there's just people there that just want to have fun. And you're there with them and there's no one else to try to go to. So you're just talking and having a good time. And everyone's out of their element. I think that's what made it really fun and like more of a com- you know camaraderie is that we all had no idea what we were doing really uh, this no one was an experienced sailor no one had been in a situation like this before so we all were kind of figuring it out together there was no pressure or anything and it was mostly just us laughing and everyone was very um very nice about opportunities it wasn't a very you know like oh only certain number of kids could climb the mast at certain times so, like there was a chance you might not be able to climb the mast um but they were very it was not a me first kind of environment everyone was like oh you go ahead like you really want to do this and it was really nice because um there'd be they're like oh who wants to raise this line and if someone's been like oh you know i really want to do it everyone let them do it it wasn't like fighting over things yeah no it was it was like just this like charismatic group of people that were just there in support of each other to enjoy a nice sailing trip for a weekend yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right it's a true sailing trip environment <laughs> True. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm totally with that. Uh, yeah. And I guess kind of in retrospect, like, what do you think was the best part of this trip and this entire experience? Oh, I don't know. That's a good question because I feel like I could say, oh, I learned so much, which I did. I think that was the, one of the cool parts is just maybe just the novelty of it is that I don't, I will not get an experience like this again, probably, unless I really seek it out. I mean, I'm from Arizona, so it's not like there's much water yeah. here. Um, it was just something so different and so unique to USC, I think, or, you know, some type of uh, school that's near the ocean that they even offer this type of class. Um, and that I got like that I got to take it as an engineer, too. I think that was something that was so fun to me. I think the other thing was just the people. Yeah, I really the whole experience in my mind is something I'm going to remember for a long time. And something that I still like bring up at home when I'm talking about school with my parents or something, you know, it's just, I love looking at the photos too. (laughs) Like you can tell we're all having a good time. I think my favorite part was just being on the boat with a bunch of other USC students who may or may not be engineering, may or may not have any, you know, connection to me at all. And we're all having a good time, raising lines, navigating, climbing a mast, like what kind of strange experience is that <laughs> yeah, it was such a like living in the moment type of experience like you weren't you weren't thinking about anything else you weren't worried about other people's perceptions of yourself you were just there enjoying your time yeah no i'm kind of with you with like just the the novelty of the experience like it's just something that 
you really can't get anywhere else. And then I also think, like, I am very happy with, like, the very basic beginner knowledge that I got from this trip, especially as someone who loves the ocean and maybe not immediately will get into sailing, but in the hopes in the future that I might spend more time in the water doing, uh, doing it is kind of something that I'm like, I, I like that I got this introductory level to just kind of get the basics of it in my head. And then when I actually want to learn it, at least I know what I'm getting into. It's not like I'm going to be surprised at everything that's happening. Hey everyone, this is Paul. Sorry for the interruption, but I wanted to let you know about a new feature we just unlocked. It's about sending us questions or comments via text. If you go to your podcast player, check the show notes. There's a link there that says, send us a question or comment. It may be on our next episode. So go in there, send us a little quick text message. Let us know what your questions are. Let us know what your comments are. We'd love to hear from you. So we can't wait to see it. Now back to the episode. Yeah, that's a really good point. I didn't really think about it because one of my good friends actually is from Massachusetts and she multiple times has said, you know, now that you've done this class, like you'll have to come out and I'll take you sailing because she's been sailing since she's like 12 alone. You know, it's crazy. So I think it is something that I don't really think about as a, you know, a normal activity or something that people do (laughs) normally. So now it's kind of cool to just have it in the back of my mind that if, if it should ever occur, I can get on a boat and, you know, have some knowledge. Or watch movies more intelligently, like exactly. you said. Yeah, no, no, it is interesting because I had this coworker last summer, and like he he's from um, like um, Rhode Island or something, and like sailing is his thing. Like he'll just sail by himself on a weekend, just enjoy the moment. He's just there for sailing, and. I think it's a really cool thing. So yeah, I'm hoping I'll get more into it. I think I have too many things that I want to get into though. I'm like, I really want to try scuba diving. That hopefully will happen somewhat soon. There's also like, it was kind of crazy because during the sailing class, I forgot his name, but one of the guys we were talking to in it, he's, uh, he's already scuba certified, but USC offers like a scuba research type class where you just go scuba diving and you're like studying the ocean landscape or coral reefs or something like that. And like, that's also a class at USC where you get a scuba dive for free, essentially. I'm like, man, I wish I was scuba certified already. (laughs) That's sick. That's something I want to do too. And I think I also want to take the surfing class. Um, because like you're you're already a pro surfer, Stephen. But you, we went surfing last year. You know how bad I am. But um, it's more so just because like I just need I just need a little a little help, a little push to get out there more. But I think that's what's cool about these USC classes is they do offer something so unique that you can't turn it down. And you do it pushes outside your comfort zone a bit. Because I mean, sailing. I, I was like, oh, it's it's no brainer. I gotta do it. But there's a part of me halfway through this semester, and I'm like, I don't know. Like, do like this trip seems like kind of crazy i don't know like if this is something i even know what to do and the fact that i had such a fun time doing something i had no idea what to do with and frankly was such a beginner um i think that's what made it so fun to me so it makes me really want to deep dive into usc's classes because i did do a search of like other other kind of those fun classes that you can take especially two units um because like eventually in your engineering schedule depending on how you you know set things up sometime during 
your um, engineering you know, four years, you'll have two units that you can use. Like I guarantee it, unless you really switch majors and change things, you know, or pick up a minor that's very demanding, there will be an opening for something. And that's where I've really, you know, I like my major classes and I like taking my um, like emphasis classes for games and things like that. But um, it is fun just to sneak in something that only you could get at college or at USC. I think there's some really cool ones. <laughs> no, I, I like totally agree with that. And there's also like, it's kind of interesting to think back and like what I could have done differently, right? Like I, I know there's like my first few years I, w I did hover, like, especially freshman and sophomore year. I was 17 or 18 units every semester. So, like, I still could have done, though, some of the one-unit classes. Like, there's the... Ping pong. Yeah, the physical education ones. I know one of my buddies, he took archery last semester, and he was like... Oh, sick. Yeah, he was like, it was really fun. Um, like, I could have done some of those classes just for fun and just to enjoy it, even when I only had one unit free. Um, and then self-defense I know is one that's pretty popular, um, at least among my friends and my roommate, she's a biomed engineer and she took it and she said, like, she came out of it feeling so much more powerful. Yeah, I know. You know, that's kind of, okay. Th this is a very personal thing for me, but like, I've never gotten into a fight and I'm like, I should really know, like, I need some <laughs> basic way of defending myself. Right. Like I'm like. I don't know. Maybe maybe I should still consider it for this semester. Steven's planning a fight. You heard it here first. <laughs> Steven's looking for a fight this semester. If anyone is down, <laughs> square up with Steven in the engineering quad. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll get it on pay-per-view. It'll be this whole <laughs> thing. We'll we'll have uh, live attendance. We could we can make it cheap like $5 buy-in and then yeah. we'll just split it like just like they do in Vegas. Whoever wins gets like 60%. Whoever loses gets 40%. It's a win-win situation. It I, really I'm ready. Is. I'm ready. We're doing this, Gianna. <laughs> oh my gosh. Could you imagine how ridiculous? I, I honestly, classes like that, the, um, the self-defense one especially, I've been wanting to take. I know some of my sorority sisters mentioned it like freshman year even, saying it's a good one. Um, because also just for like general safety, you know, I don't know how much you can learn in a semester, but even if you're not looking for a fight, sometimes you get into situations like I just, it's better to know something than to not. Exactly. Same way with, with sailing. Like, you know, it's better if I'm ever on a boat and I'm stuck. Now I've got that knowledge. Like just little things that may or may not be useful now or may just be, I think that's what we sometimes get lost with in engineering. At least I have, maybe this is a personal thing, but like we're so focused on getting in the classes that we need, getting in these very useful practical classes that are very um, you know, practice oriented or theory oriented that all have some type of purpose to them that we sometimes forget, at least I do, that, you know, we can just take classes to learn or enjoy for the sake of learning or enjoying them. Like it doesn't have to have some ultimate either career purpose or, you know, practical everyday useful purpose. It just could be something that an experience, you know? Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with that. Like what, like I, this, all this stuff all just makes me think back and I'm like, like I, I'm someone who really does enjoy pushing myself like academically and like taking hard classes and doing the extra above and beyond the honors and whatnot. But I'm like, man, like if I were to do this over again, I would just like, personally, I would not do that and spend that time doing these different classes that I would enjoy because I will tell you, 
I remember this sailing experience. I will remember this sailing experience in five years, ten years. I will not remember the engineering honors symposium thing that I did. Like, if I'm being honest, it's there are advantages to taking it. I will say that, but there, there's really like kind of lifelong advantages to being able to take a class like sailing or the surfing class or self defense. Ballroom dancing. I, I I was like considering doing that this semester. I'm just like, just doesn't fit, but it's all right. I'm going to enjoy my time elsewhere. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think that's a really good point to make though. Is like, you know, everyone's college experience to each their own. So, if, I mean, there's certainly things when I was a junior looking back, I'm like, oh, I wish I hadn't, you know, <clears throat> put so much pressure on myself in regards to certain things. I think we do that a lot, like at the Turby. Where just individual pressure you put it on yourself so i'm sure you felt that pressure of like you know succeeding and ambition and doing well which you know it got you where you are so you like you got it like yeah. you're doing great so you shouldn't be like you shouldn't like regret it i'm sure but like at the same time it's i feel like it's a very much of a balance of what do you want out of college and sometimes you realize a little later like what you actually wanted the whole time and it's not even like once you leave college you can never experience these things again like there's you know you can do these things but I definitely have had that same kind of realization where I'm like, you know what, I, I could kind of work myself to the bone and, you know, come out of it stronger and, you know, proud of whatever work I do. But at the same time, my experience of Turby isn't just about engineering. I love it. Have a good time. Love my classmates. But it's really about the holistic experience for me. That sounds cheesy, but genuinely, like, if there's one thing I went out of college, I want to look back and just be like, okay, yeah, you know what? I, I did at least a couple things that were just completely outside my scope and comfort zone. Yeah, no, and I think I like I think that's the main reason why I've like enjoyed my time here at USC. It's just like we do have our hard engineering classes, but I I've always felt that between like the people I've met and who I've hung out with and all these other experiences that I don't feel like I've only had an engineering education where that's been my only priority in college and the only thing I'm really worried about. I feel like it's been very holistic and I'm kind of just here enjoying myself and trying new things. Like, honestly, this is a really funny one for me, but I used to be like a pretty picky eater. Like, this is very random, but like, <laughs> I, I like didn't eat most things. I've never ate any type of Asian cuisine until I went to college. Um, just because it was like my family never ate any Asian food, so I never had a reason to try it. And then I remember the first time I, my roommates, we went to Sawtell, which just has, you know, all those different ramen and udon places. And the first time I went there, we went to Marugame Udon. Love that place to death. Still one of my favorite places to eat at. I was like, this is really good. Like, I've been missing out. And then I tried Chinese, like actual Chinese food, not Panda Express. And like... It's kind of, I don't know, like there's, there's things that do happen that kind of like, now I'm so open to trying new things, like never ate fish, now I eat fish, like just small things like that. I feel like, which are kind of cool. <laughs> That's definitely a good point in general. And honestly, I totally, the way you said it with, you know, like it's more than just an engineering experience. I that's. I mean, that's why I came to USC in the first place. That's why I like wanted to do engineering here rather than somewhere else. So I'm really glad that I can look back now and be like, okay, yeah, that's what this experience gave me. You know, even with COVID and everything that's happened, you know, whatever, I still feel, I, it, I wish things, you know, everyone wishes things could have been different, but I feel like at the same time, I feel very lucky. And there are certainly things that I, I feel like 
um, I never would have experienced, like you said, if I hadn't gone here and especially being in LA, I think that's what's unique. And that's why like the sailing class too stuck out to me is that like, we're here in LA, there's there's a crazy amount of food and, and landscapes and opportunities and entertainment that are just happening in one place. Yeah. Um, you know, if we were, you know, in, in, you know, not to say any other university doesn't have their unique things too, but if I was anywhere else, I wouldn't have probably been able to do something so related to the water and, um, you know, you surf every day and I was like, you wouldn't be able to do that too. So I think, I think that's, what's so cool, um, about being right where we are and, you know, downtown too. I've, I've certainly gone outside my comfort zone way more than I expected. I was always kind of, kind of adventurous, but I was kind of risk averse. I was like, ah, I don't know if I want to be that risky, whatever. And I, I'm the opposite of you, Stephen. I have been eating like crazy food since I was little. I've okay, just yeah. eaten everything. I'm like, I don't know. My parents were always surprised when I was a kid. They're like, she eats everything and she <laughs> eats a ton of it. So it's just, um, LA's just been a heaven for me with food. <laughs> I did try Ethiopian food though for the first really? time. Really? I haven't tried um, with, that yet. <laughs> yeah, with Emily Palace actually, um, our lovely uh, podcast director. She and I got it one night and it was, oh, it was so good. Um, it's just little things like that, like sailing like surfing and LA in general. Uh, I mean, I went to the mountains. (laughs) Oh gosh. Yeah. Hiking. I went to a movie showing where they had um, like cast and directors and things come. So I think one was like the director and writers of Luca, the Pixar film. And then the next week I saw Aquafina and like actually like bumped into her at the bathroom. And I was like, this is a very LA (laughs) kind of experience. So it's just, yeah, full circle. I've been doing a lot of thinking about it. Even though I'm not a senior, I imagine you as a senior, you're probably in that like retrospective mode. <laughs> yeah, the the amount of reminiscence that goes on in my mind, Gianna, you couldn't imagine. <laughs> Steven's very sentimental. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, when I was a freshman. Oh. No, I, I I do think that like I I de- I have changed, changed for the better in my mind, but I've changed a lot since I came into college. I am a different person. I think I'm much more who I am, really, which is probably one of the coolest things ever. Oh, oh this is turned from sailing is great to, wow, I've grown as a person. <laughs> sailing has influenced it all. It's been that, that one key factor us. that really transcended everything sailing life-changing that's the point of this it will <laughs> turn you into a sailor <laughs> no, right. I, I agree i've thought about it a lot too but usc it's crazy it's crazy it's crazy to look back i mean i'm like i said i'm only a junior but it's it's wild and it's funny because i call the freshman kids and i'm like i'm a child too <laughs> i am two years older than people i i still don't know what i'm doing like we're all in this together that's what's so funny about it <laughs> Yeah. Especially as seniors, you're probably like, I'm so old, I know what I'm doing. But then at the same time, we're like, no, we're about to enter the real world. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel that. I feel that. And I think with that, um, we could uh, call this sailing podcast a close. I appreciate your time, Gianna. This was awesome. I enjoyed talking a lot. <laughs> Thank you for having me, Stephen. This was great. Just felt like chatting about old times. I want to go. On, I want to go on another sailing trip. We'll we'll have to do it. We'll we'll charter a sailing boat and send it with our minimal experience. We'll get some other engineers who've taken it. <laughs> we'll do a Viterbi sailing trip.
Jason, and we're back. I was wondering, Stephen, so I'm taking actually the sailing class right now. And I was wondering, has this taking the sailing class changed like plans for the future? Do you plan on like making sailing a hobby now? Yeah, no, it's actually something I, I've thought about a bunch because obviously, you, you know me, I'm a huge ocean person. I love the mm-hmm. ocean. Um, so I definitely see it as something like I, I'm not taking the next class this semester just due to my schedule. But um, I see it something that like once I start working, it's a hobby that I'd love to explore further. Um, it is it is just a cool thing because you're just really connected to the ocean when you're out there. And uh, nautical science, this is you're all taking the, the first class 301A, right? That's what we were talking mm-hmm. about. Yeah, but it, it, sh- it should be noted that if people really get into us, there's there's like a, a lot of courses. There's about four sequences of courses where you, you kind of keep going and get more advanced as you go. Right. So this is kind of the introduction. I think this is pretty cool. But do you know anyone that's continued on with the curriculum, with the sequence of courses all the way through like mastering advanced seamanship? Um. So like during my sailing trip, we had um, one of the TAs was there. Okay. Uh, so he, he's been, I don't know, this is maybe like his fourth class. I think that he has taken in the, yeah. the nautical science department. And yeah, no, he's, he's gotten in a bunch of experience. There's actually been like, it's essentially the, the course is it's themselves follow, like to get a captain's license. You, you right. get, you could get the amount of uh, sea hours you need. Uh, you learn all mm-hmm. the things uh, a captain would need to know. Uh, so theoretically, if someone started as a freshman in these classes and the professor is Captain Lars, if you kept up with Captain Lars, you could like when you graduate with your your normal degree, you could also be getting your captain's license around the same time if you spend enough hours in the water, which is really cool and something that I don't think any other university really has where it's a program built so you could get a captain's license. Right. Very, very cool. And uh, of course, there are multiple boats too, right? There's multiple boats that are being used in this process. So uh, which boat did you go on? Yeah, so we went on, um, it was a brigantine. Um, so the, one of the bigger vessels, we, there is about like 30 students on it. And it has like a main mast um, and a, a aft mast, something like that. Um, but the, the more advanced courses, you actually go on more like two two person vessels or four person vessels um so in those classes you actually get to learn a lot more about sailing uh when i was in the class we kind of just did the basics of like unfurling and furling the the sails right and then how to like crew a boat basically when you're out there right exactly yeah right Mm -hmm. very cool uh fun fact uh when i was at usc i took this class uh i I went sailing with the the founder of the program which i don't know if he's involved anymore but captain ron i don't know if you guys had met captain ron at all no, I haven't. Still, I don't know if he's still around at all, but uh, Captain Ron is a character, uh, and and he's he started that class, and I have many stories from back in the day <laughs> doing this this sailing class. It was it was a lot of fun, and I think it's 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 one of those cool kind of rites of passage for USC students. I think there's a few different ones at USC, really unique classes mm-hmm. like. Um, like students love to take ballroom dancing. Uh, people love to take uh, maybe if it's still interested or if it's still out there. The, there was the Beatles class, um, and then surfing class sailing class all of them are, are are so cool and just really great opportunities to take advantage of to kind of just color in your your academic experience uh and and learn something new i remember when when i went on it we we're all like oh my god we're gonna do this forever and and, and like oh i want to keep going and, and do sailing and you know long story short that never happened because <laughs> i think you get you get super excited about it and and, and understanding how to like navigate 
and 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 triangulation and all that different stuff when you're figuring out the charts because you, you learn all that still right Stephen? yeah yeah you still yeah. do that um but yeah, that <laughs> very quickly kind of went away from me. So it was very cool. Emily, uh, you haven't taken this class, have you? Or you have no plans for this? I'm like taking it right now. Oh, you're taking it right now. Okay. Yeah. So we're at the we're at the beginning stages. We're just identifying the different parts of the boat. So identify. Okay, cool. I remember um I can still I still know um oh now I'm now of course I'm blanking on it, but starboard and port. I still remember it because of the way that they told the way that captain Ron gave me the, the shortcut to remember it is um, because when you see a light. um, So, so port is on your left, right. And starboard's on your right. Oh yeah. It's red, right. Return. Is it maybe that's what you're thinking about? Yeah. Yeah. So like if, if you see a boat in front of you, if you see red on that, on your right side, then they're coming at you red on the oh i do remember what you're talking about but i'm also blanking on it now <laughs> meaning like when you your port is on your left side starboard's on your right side right when you're going forward is yeah that right yeah oh, yeah. yeah so that means right. that if a boat's coming at you it's the opposite right so red lights on that if, if you see red on the right and green on the left they're coming at you and not away from you yeah i, I believe that's right yeah, it was. The, the, I remember the the actual. The only reason I remember that is because red right return. I don't remember that, but what I do remember is if it's red on the right, they're coming at you, and that's red wine port, and that's how you know it was on that. It's because port wine is red. Oh, it's a stupid, stupid, silly thing, and I'm like, that's the only reason I know. It's like this backwards, really silly, convoluted way to know port and starboard for left and right. Yeah, I remember. I remember it just because port is four letters and left is four letters. And then oh, there starboard's you go. the other one. <laughs> starboard's the other one. There you go. That's I used awesome. to remember stuff like that, but then then it gets into like, oh, this one starts with an L and this one doesn't start with an L, so they go together. And it would just get like way complicated. And what? I couldn't remember if it was like the yes or no way. <laughs> See, we're we're automatically this is why none of us are professional seamen or sea sea people. I do uh, have to say this sailing class, I hope. I wonder if it'll get better, but it is the most intimidating class I've ever been in because there's so much terminology that I am not familiar with at all. Um, Did it get better, Stephen? Yeah, no, I think so. Like it kind of felt nice, especially like like the midterm exam. Don't worry, Emily. It's not nothing crazy (laughs) at all. But like it was kind of rewarding. It was like I remember this. Like and it's all these like term terminology that's just related to like the vessel or the ocean or who Mm -hmm. has like. Like there's a lot of stuff about like priority, like sailboat versus powerboat and stuff. And it's kind of just like good general rules of thumb. If you ever find yourself on a vessel to know, I feel. I remember being overwhelmed by terminology. Like, like I remember being a little stressed out until getting through. And again, this was years ago. So who knows how it's being taught these days. But I remember thinking, I don't know how I'm going to know any of this stuff. And, and Steven's right. But what, what you get tested on is not the level that you think you're supposed to know. And so you end up like, Oh, I do, I do know this stuff. This is, this is actually kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I actually decided to audit it just cause I'm doing my medical school applications too. And I was like, I don't want to be stressing out about a sailing class that I really just want to do. Cause I want to go sailing. I think it's a GPA increaser. I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't <laughs> do that. Yeah, I think it'll be okay. <laughs> like med schools don't even, they look at your science GPA and I true. think it would be a That's stretch true. calling nautical. <laughs> um, well, anyway, back to the fun stuff, Steven, uh, when did you take this class again? Sorry. Uh, yeah, I took it 
fall last fall so fall 2021 yeah okay cool good stuff well uh emily enjoy the rest of the semester in your sailing class i think you're going to really look back on it uh with fondness as both steven and i do and everyone else that i've never heard anybody dislike it uh as far as i know i mean i think i think everybody gets a lot out of it and it's a really really unique experience and as they said back in my day and and i'm certain it still happens today, but uh, you two, may, as we close out this this episode, stay salty, right? Stay stay oh, salty. Always. Out there. <laughs>